present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week at the Theatre Royal in Winchester, an ancient and fascinating city. Under the rule of Alfred the Great, Winchester became the capital city of England. Alfred reunited the kingdom in the face of Danish invasion and became known as the father of the English Navy, as he had several dozen girlfriends in Portsmouth. <laughs> With the establishment of the cathedral, Winchester became favoured by royalty. In 1554, the Archbishop of Canterbury came here and married Queen Mary and King Philip of Spain <laughs> and was subsequently excommunicated for, <laughs> for committing bigamy. The cathedral is today a major attraction and houses the 12th century Winchester Bible, which is beautifully illuminated. This Christmas, they're hoping to get Ainsley Harriet to switch it on. <laughs> The poet, the poet John Keats wrote several of his odes in Winchester. It was here, living in abject poverty, that he composed Ode to Autumn, Ode to a Nightingale, and Ode to a Bookmaker. <laughs> the sum of 100 quid lost on Grecian urn at Kempton Park with a wind double on mellow fruitfulness in the 315. <laughs> Another famous name with local associations is that of Jane Austen, who is pictured in the city's portrait gallery with her hair in a bun. That was the evidence that got her sacked from the Winchester Grill Burger Bar. <laughs> Austin's arrival in Winchester marked the end of her professional career. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. <laughs> on my left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. <laughs> and on my right, Sandy Toxvig and Tim Brooke Taylor. And keen as ever to get her head down over the team's points, please, wel <laughs> please welcome our ever fragrant scorer, the delightful Samantha. <laughs> OK, call me a stickler for convention, but let's start with round one, <laughs> which this week is new definitions. The English language is a rich and varied tongue, but this can lead to some confusion. As an example, there are among the less well-educated those who have no concept of the subtle difference in meaning between irregularity and asymmetry. In fact, irregularity means a lack of balance in spatial arrangements or logical relations, whereas asymmetry is where you bury stiffs. <laughs> But meanings are constantly changing, team, so I'd like you to share with us any new definitions you may have spotted recently. Sandy, would you care to start, please? Uh, elemental. Spanish village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Plinth. <laughs> Artist formerly known as having two speech defects. <laughs> Tim? Proletarian. Someone who only eats common people. <laughs> Graham? 
Rugger, a wig maker. <laughs> Spinach. Skin irritation from sitting near Alistair Campbell. <laughs> Polygon. Missing parrot. <laughs> Polyunsaturated. <laughs> Dry parrot. <laughs> Politician. Famous Italian painting of a parrot. Wow. 99. A sexual act involving a flake. <laughs> Algebra. A brassiere made of kelp. Polygamist. Two-timing parrot. <laughs> Problematic. Dodgy loft conversion. <laughs> Bicycle. An icicle that swings both ways. <laughs> Leprechaun. A variety of wheat whose ears fall off. <laughs> Toadstool, porn version of Wind in the Willows. <laughs> Maneuver, a vacuum cleaner even men can work. <laughs> okay, the teams are now going to sing along with a selection of well known discs in the round called Pick Up Song. In preparation for this, each week Samantha goes off to the gramophone library, a labyrinthine maze of ancient dusty shelves and filing cabinets. The place can be a little daunting, but the kindly old archivists know their way around and provide Samantha with accurate maps. She says it's always good to know they're going to offer her good, solid directions, <laughs> which they prepare by hand before waving them under her nose. OK, Samantha is now poised at the turntable and ready to give the discs a spin. You should sing along, teams, while at my signal, Samantha will turn the volume down to nothing. If, when the music returns, you're within a midges minimum of the original, I'll be awarding points, and points mean prizes. Shut that door. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got fed up with what a points mean. This, week, this week's prize is guaranteed to delight every keen ornithologist who wants to keep his bird's feet snug and dry. It's this lovely pair of cuckoo clogs. <laughs> well, this week, team, Samantha has selected two duets for you. And the first is for Tim and Sandy. Would you please accompany John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John singing Summer Nights from the musical Grease? <laughs> for me met a boy cute as can be summer, summer days drifting, drifting away to a, a 
the summer nights. Well, well, well. Tell me more, tell me more. Did you get very far? Tell me more, tell me more. Like, does he have a car? Uh-huh. She swam by me. She got a cram. He ran by me. Got my suit damp. Saved her life. She nearly drowned. He showed off. Splashing around. Summer sun, something's begun, but ah, oh, oh, the summer night. It's your turn now, Barry and Graham. Would you <laughs> please slick. accompany the proclaimers singing 500 Miles? <laughs> Well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I have what? Yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's already had my tea. <laughs> Five hundred miles, and I would walk five hundred more just to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. When I'm working, yes, yes, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who's working hard for you. And when the money comes in for the work I do, I'll pass almost every penny on to you. And I come home. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who comes back home to you. You! And if I grow old, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's growing old with you. But I would walk 500. <laughs> The teams are going to give full vent to their acting skills now, so if the BAFTA nomination committee is listening, you've got a chance to nip out and make a pot of tea. <laughs> Our next round, Sound Charades, was developed from the TV show Give Us a Clue. I should explain that developed is a technical showbiz term, as used in the phrase, that bastard developed my thunder. <laughs> in the original, the players mime the titles of well-known songs or films given to them on cards by the chairman. The expert's expert was Lionel Blair, and none of us will ever forget the look of gleeful anticipation in his eyes when he was offered Howard's End across Michael. Touch me, God. I'll have to wee again, do we? <laughs> Across Michael Aspel's desk. <laughs> OK, Tim and Sandy, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be going up on the laser display screen. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Portnoy's complaint. Portnoy's complaint. It's two words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it goes like this. What's it called? <laughs> 
I say, Captain, could I speak to you in my stateroom, please? Uh, uh, certainly, madam. What is it I can do for you? I have spent an enormous amount of money on this stateroom, and it really is not satisfactory. What, what's wrong with it? It's rather splendid. We well, really like it. whenever we're heading out to sea, yeah. I hear the most appalling cacophony over on the left-hand side of the boat. <laughs> Is it, is it specifically the left hand side? Oh, yes, there is a positive brouhaha. <laughs> and that's when we're going out to When sea. we're going out, uh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's only yeah. on the left. There's absolutely nothing happening on the right, right. at all. And, I, and I'm quite cross. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of noise going on. Yeah. Uh, that's a complaint about the noise. <laughs> noise port. <laughs> noise port whinge. <laughs> noise port. Reassemble these words like a well-known phrase will say. I think it's... <laughs> port noise complaint. Yeah. Port noise complaint. OK, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. OK, go ahead. Yeah, it's a film. Yeah. Uh, it's two words. So, Signor Alighieri, what have you brought for us to consider? Oh, how uh, you Well, go? I've uh, just finished a little <laughs> allegorical number. Shut up! Uh, set... <laughs> I'm a talking here. Shut up. Get down, you stupid little bugger. Excuse. Excuse my lapdog. Anyway, as I said, it's uh, set in hell. Shut up in your face and stop having his leg. Perhaps we discuss this when your little dog uh, is left at home. He's always doing this to me. If you don't behave, I'll take you for a walk in the canal. Finito. Well, it's uh, set in Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> warm, warm, warm. Um, it was a little dog. Puppy, does Puppy, that hurt? Type, type of dog? Type, type of dog? dog? Yeah. Yes, type of dog. Uh, lap dog. Uh, shih tzu. Uh, shih tzus. No, no, uh... What's a shih tzu? One with no penguins. Um... <laughs> Yorkshire Terrier. Chihuahua. It's, um, no. Uh, no, no. Irritating little dog. Uh, yapper. Yes, Pekingese. Okay, Peking Peak. duck. Peak. 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 Twin peaks. No, t- uh, peak. 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 Ah, well. Something peak. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm, Italian. Yeah. Allegheri. Bless you. Um, <laughs> it's Settinelle. Dante's, Dante's peak. peak. I forgot to say you only have 15 seconds to answer, sir. So. <laughs> it's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. <laughs> but first, I noticed from our new BBC Online listener reaction website message board <laughs> that someone has stuck a post-it note on the monitor screen to tell us we've received a postcard from a Mrs Trellis of North Wales. <laughs> she writes, Dear Mr Titchmarsh... <laughs> 
This morning I went out to dig up some dandelions and a giant hogweed on my lawn. The filthy beast. Yours, yours faithfully, Mrs. Trellis. And on with the game, because this is going to be fun. <laughs> this week we'll play Hooper's mainline variation, a rather spiteful version with a passing resemblance to Association Croquet. Should one player manage an identical call to that of the previous player, he or she becomes entitled to an extra move. The better this extra move, the further they can force, or welly, their unfortunate opponent outside the central metropolitan area. Tim, I'd like you to start, please. Baker Street. Hang a lane. Hang a lane. I don't know. It's either very clever or very stupid. Can you, you, you can if you, if you go hang a lane. If I go hang a lane, then, he, yeah. then I get an extra turn. Yeah. Uh, hang a lane. Oh, no. Identical. No, can't Now you carry on. And, and, no, I get an extra turn because it's the Hooper's main line. And you've got, no, got to make him go east now, far east. OK. Um, China, Her Heron, China. Heron Keys. <laughs> I, it's unusual. I, I don't think it's quite you the right eat. thing. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Okay, okay. okay. Oxford Circus. Oh, that oh, brought it right back. That's yeah. very good. That's mm. very good. Never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> Shooters Hill Road. Hang a lane. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do it again. Not. I'm going to go uh, Covent Garden, but Wait, not on really? a Sunday. No extra move. <laughs> Barry, Barry has That's an extra fair enough. Move. It's yeah. an extra move. No, isn't Barry it? gets an extra turn. Because you said hang a leg. I did before, the duplication. I got an extra no, move. No, I said it because you said it. That, the Hooper thing doesn't work three times in Look, a row. Look, we've been very patient with you so far. <laughs> so just because I want to win, that's all. <laughs> she's I a, think, she's I a think girl, Barry, Barry. For God's sake, let her win. <laughs> I think Barry should have an extra move. Hi, Barnet. Who's, who's got a high bar? Ladbrook Grove. Oh, no, that's good. No, no that's, that's all right. Sort of I think that's Lad very good, actually. Well, Ladbrook Grove. Oh. adequate, isn't it? <laughs> Latimer. Latimer? No, no, no. La Latimer Close. Well, you could. <laughs> what, close off my diagonals? Oh, thank you, yeah. <laughs> what? You could go back on high bar, Nick. No confirmed. We could go back on high bar. <laughs> we can go back on high bar. Of course you could. Oh, bar. come on. You try to help. <laughs> high Barnet. <laughs> See? Craven Cottage. Ooh. Shame! <laughs> Has to be done, though, unfortunately. I agree with you. <laughs> Totteridge. Oh. Mornington Crescent. <laughs> Very good. Just didn't see so that at all. So busy being patronising, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> we take a refreshing look at the lives of celebrities next in an exercise called In Their Own Words. I brought along a selection of magazine interviews with certain famous people which have short sections missing. The team's task is to use their skill and judgement to determine what the original words might have been. As a matter of fact, our own Tim Brooke Taylor has recently been featured in a lot of interviews following publication of his latest book called A Brief History of Tim. 
It takes us from the creation of the universe through the development of an ever-expanding and yet paradoxically infinite cosmos right up to the present with Tim's appearance in Panto at Bournemouth this year. <laughs> OK, we'll start with you, Barry and Graham. For you, I have the words of none other than David Blaine. Magic is like an addiction. The ideas come from anywhere. I just think, wow, that would be... Lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> he said cool standing in a block of ice for 62 hours does surprising things to your <laughs> to your sense of proportion <laughs> mind was what he said <laughs> on my third day in the ice block I felt like I was in purgatory I kept hearing what sounded like a speeded up version of Quote, unquote. <laughs> well, he put it this way, the, the Munchkin song from The Wizard of Oz. I've known Yori Geller for years. He and Michael Jackson are the two... I want as bridesmaids. <laughs> Forces of magic for me. My next challenge or performance piece is the most extreme exercise in isolation and physical deprivation ever attempted. It has to do with being solitary for 44 days and 44 nights, completely isolated from everything with no... Good reason. <laughs> or food. Just a tube bringing me... All the way from Mornington Crescent. <laughs> Liquid with vitamins in it. Oh, oh food. OK, your turn now, Tim and Sandy, and for you I have the words of Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> Can you guess the missing sections in this piece? I absolutely hate getting up in the morning. It's only achieved with very considerable effort and the aid of three... Burly dockers. <laughs> alarms. Oh. If I've ignored the first alarm, the second starts. I ensure the third alarm is... Under my arse. <laughs> Yep, I believe that. Placed at a very great distance from me, so I have to get up to deal with it. So you were right, Sandy. <laughs> I tend to miss the first bit of the Today programme, but I listen to the second from the... Shaving mirror. Well, shower. From the shower. All right. In the morning, I look in the mirror and sometimes I see dark... Bristles. <laughs> patches under my eyes. I wash my face with soap and water. I only use moisturiser, if I remember. And I wash my hair. I can't... I can't... I, I've, got this, I've got this picture in front of me. <laughs> Well, turn it over. <laughs> that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> Each morning I'll spray myself with my favourite cat. <laughs> Miss Dior perfume. I use Max Factor foundation and powder, and applying it takes. Three years. <laughs> well, five minutes. Then I throw everything into my handbag so I'm ready to walk out of the door. My mother is always saying, that bag will... 
become Prime Minister one day. <laughs> Put your shoulder out. I've always had fabulous legs. I still do, although I never see them. <laughs> Wax them. I'm happy single. I don't need sex in my life. I can do quite happily without it. I would need a lot of persuading to start. Oh, go on then. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Fiddling around. <laughs> I mustn't laugh at I mustn't laugh at that. Fiddling around. <laughs> I came into politics to fight socialism. I hate socialism. Fortunately. So does Tony Blair. <laughs> we have another musical round now with Swanee Kazoo. This is where the teams perform unlikely duets on the chirpy kazoo and soothing Swanee whistle. Musical accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell of the piano. Colin was telling us earlier that he was once asked to play the piano for Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and what a nice little school that was. <laughs> OK, we'll start with you, Tim and Sandy. I'd like you to provide a rendition of Let's Call the Whole Thing Off to feature Sandy Toxvig on kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the Swanee Whistle. <laughs> now, Barry and Graham, and I'd like you to provide us with a rendition of My Grandfather's Clock to feature Barry Crower on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the Swanee Whistle. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, as the actress of time and the bishop of fate go into the pub of destiny, <laughs> and the landlord of eternity says, is this some kind of joke? <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show, so from the teams, Samantha, myself, and the fine folk of Winchester, it's goodbye. Barry Cry, Graham Garden, Sandy Toxvig and Tim Brooke Taylor have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sells setting some of them to music.
The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>